0: Welcome to the Management Insights Podcast Series hosted by McGraw-Hill. My name is Debbie Clare, Executive Marketing Manager for our Management Portfolio. Today's topic, the number one factor that drives top-performing teams. Our guest, Ryan Godfritzen. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me on.
0: Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, I'm a leadership professor at Cal State Fullerton, where I teach and do research on leadership. And then I'm also a leadership consultant. So I go into organizations and I work with their leaders and their teams to improve their effectiveness.
0: So I know our listeners are saying, What could this be? So what is the number one factor that drives top-performing teams?
1: Shouldn't everyone have a clear answer to this question, right? It seems like this is a big question. Uh, And this is a question that Google asked uh, around 2010, 2011. And they engaged in a year-long research project called Project Aristotle, where they were looking at what made their top-performing teams top-performing. And guess what they found? nothing. So after a year of doing research, they didn't find anything that set apart their top performing teams from other teams. They were looking at things like uh, demographics, uh, personality types, the makeup of the group, the size of the group, and they weren't finding anything. But they weren't very happy with that result. So they then uh, continued to engage in the project for another year and spent several millions of dollars diving into this. And this led them to one answer, one primary answer that they found made their top-performing teams top-performing, and that is psychological safety. So, psychological safety is the belief that we can speak up and take risk without any fear of repercussion. In fact, one of the things that they found is that the if you've got a group of five, that that the most effective groups of five— the talking time of each individual member is roughly the same. The groups that are less effective is in when certain members are talking a lot more than other members. And that might be a sign where, where they don't some people don't feel safe communicating within that group setting.
0: So some of those members might be dominating those conversations or leading the teams in a particular direction and not all voices are being heard. Yep. Yeah. So why is psychological safety so important?
1: So, it's critical because if you don't feel... It's critical on multiple levels. One is if you don't feel like your voice matters, then you don't feel valued. And if you don't feel valued, what type of effort are you going to put forth towards your job and towards the people that you're working with? So, that's that's an issue. In fact, one of the things that I found... So, I, in a former position, I was a Gallup consultant. One of the things that I found is because we've got Gallup's got a question on this is that if people can say that they strongly agree that their opinions count at work 94% of them are engaged it's a slam dunk if you have voice then you have value and you're engaged so so that's the first factor the second factor that we need to take into consideration is the broader uh, marketplace. What's going on in our economic environment as an organization? Well, what we're finding in organizations and in the marketplace is that there's increased competition, shortened product life cycles, and rapidly changing customer interests and needs. Well, if we've got that going on, what what that means for organizations is they, they need to be more readily adapt to the enhancing changes in the marketplace. In other words, they need to be agile. And if we want to be agile, then we need to be able to communicate effectively. Uh, People who are on the ground floor need to be able to provide advice to people who are making decisions in order to meet the demands that are going on. And in addition to that, by having this voice, it creates an environment where creativity and innovation can thrive. If people don't feel like they could speak up or take risks, They're going to have zero incentive to be creative and zero incentive to be innovative.
0: I was going to say, I know change is constant, uh, especially in the business that I work in. And uh, it's one of those critical factors that you have to be agile. So what is a good example of the importance of psychological safety in a work environment?
1: Yeah, so I think that if you want the best book on this topic, uh, you should turn to Creativity, Inc. by Ed Catmull. So, Ed Catmull is the president of Pixar Animation. And when Disney took over Pixar, he became president of Disney Animation as well. So, that was about in 2007 when Disney took over Pixar. And you, before 2007, Disney had not been successful in terms of animated movies. But if you look at since 2007, they've been wildly successful. So, you could kind of see the impact that his leadership and the what they were doing at Pixar, how that played into Disney's uh, effectiveness. And essentially what he did is he came in and he had to create a culture of psychological safety where people uh, felt free to take risks. They knew, they recognized that people were gonna make mistakes, they were gonna head in wrong directions, But that was part of the learning process, and that's part of the innovation process. And to me, and I'm a big reader, and I think that Creativity, Inc. is the best business book I've ever read because of the wonderful case studies involved with creating this psychologically safe work environment.
0: That's a great suggestion for everyone to read, right? (laughs) How do we create a psychologically uh, safe environment for others?
1: Yeah, so we got to create an environment where people don't feel like they need to self-protect. Rather, they need to feel like they want to organization advance. But I think that there's some things that are problematic or at least stand in our way is I think that leaders and managers, really all employees, but in particular leaders and managers, have natural desires that aren't very effective for psychological safety. So let me give you four desires that I think that they have. I think, first, they have a desire to look good. Second, they have a desire to be right. Third, they have a desire to avoid problems. And fourth, they have a desire to uh, advance. So those seem to be, I I mean, let's flip these around. Who wants to look bad, be wrong, have problems, and get passed up? Well, nobody does, right? So so these, I think, are some natural desires that we have, but they're self-focused desires, and they have negative long-term implications for us. The desires that we need to have, particularly those who are leaders and managers, are instead of wanting to look good, we have to have a desire to learn and grow. Instead of a desire to being right, we have to have a desire to think optimally. Instead of having a desire to avoid problems, we've got to have a desire to accomplish goals. Instead of having a desire to advance, we've got to have a desire to help others advance. And as leaders and managers take on those more positive desires, then that allows for safety to occur because people aren't self-focused. They're focused on advancing the organization.
0: Right. We're trying to advance all in the organization from that end. Any closing comments for your peers and advice?
1: I, I think that this is uh, something where there's a lot of depth to this as we've just kind of gotten into some of these desires. I don't think we, uh, most resources about psychological safety don't get into that level of depth. Uh, they definitely define it well, uh, but really we got to talk about how do we create an environment where people feel like they could speak up and take risks. And it's gotta be with these desires to go beyond ourselves, towards a a broader And and more meaningful purpose and mission. And I think that if we can establish that, that helps in maintaining that uh, psychologically safe environment. Well,
0: thank you for sharing your perspective, experience, and advice. To our listeners, check back for future topics and spread the word to our colleagues about our podcast series. Why? Because learning changes everything.